When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified City Primeval. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking Season 1, Episode 3, Backstabbers. Uh, a lot of backstabbers in this episode. Aaron, what'd you think of it? I thought this was an okay kind of like setting things up for, for the future Justified. It's like, you know, didn't didn't blow me away. Um, it had some nice character moments with Raylan and his daughter. Um, it kind of fleshed out how Carolyn feels about uh, Clem, Clement, you know, like uh, she's she's thinks he's dangerous and wishes she was well shot of him. Um, yeah, and ends in kind of like, you know, this this weird transition thing, because like I do not believe for a minute that we are done with Willa. Um what did you think? Uh, I like this episode quite a bit. I, I really enjoyed the new character, Skinder. Uh, he's a lot of fun. <laughs> that dude, I, I'd probably want to have a drink with him at a bar, too. Cinder's um, lol garage. <laughs> yeah, lol garage. Skinder, lol garage, lol garage. Lol garage? yeah. Uh he was great i i really liked um the, I, I can't remember it's been so long since i've seen justified i can't remember if this is a thing that justified did regularly but the way they're playing with information who has it who doesn't mm-hmm. yeah who yeah, that's... thinks they have it and who thinks they have enough to say what they're saying but they're actually tipping their hand or tipping somebody else's hand that intricate like who knows what when stuff is really exciting for me because there are several no. moments of that in this episode not only is that a justified thing, that's very much an Elmore Leonard thing, and uh, gotcha that 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 style, and especially since there's like the people playing the games are all different levels of um, mm-hmm. you know capability and experience, and uh, there's some you know uh, it, it's always fun to see the people that don't know better and think they know everything and how they act and behave, and the people that do know better. Uh, and are aware that they don't know everything uh-huh. <laughs> and how yep. they act and behave. Because uh, this guy's whole problem is just like he thinks, as they, he says right in the beginning of the episode, he can do whatever he wants. Like he has yeah. convinced himself because of his doodah dumb luck that he is untouchable. Um, mm-hmm. and it's now not too hard to, to look step- around and find real life examples of people like this. Oh, for sure. Uh yeah, and and he's, you know, I, I think he unknowingly made a mistake in the first set of episodes, first two, um, by killing this judge. He didn't. He really didn't know what he was doing there. Uh, here, he kind of knows exactly what he's doing with the Albanians. He thinks he's just invincible. Mm-hmm. He could literally do whatever he wants. Uh, and I, I guess if you don't care whether you live or die, that's kind of true. <laughs> like, sure, do whatever you want, and eventually you'll be killed for it. You know. 
Yeah, he just thinks it's not that he thinks he's immortal. He thinks he's invincible. Um, yeah. And I got, you know, a guy who, you know, he started the, uh, when Sandy started talking about the Albanians and how seriously they take revenge. And I started feeling like, you know, this is like a Barry situation. Like you're going to get involved totally. in this uh, hot dog guy. And then pretty soon there's going to be Chechen assassins coming after you. And mm-hmm. No ho Hank is going to take it's I, I don't uh, yeah I don't I don't I know and and I also like the in that scene where Clem is like damn is this Albania or is or is this Detroit or Eastern Tennessee kind of like uh, <laughs> showing the shell game the show is playing with is like uh, uh-huh, you know uh-huh. or East Kentucky you know yeah or East Kentucky uh yeah so I really enjoyed this episode. And I think this is probably the last we're going to see of Skinder based on the end of this episode, but I kind of mm. hope not. Or or at least I hope there are as many entertaining Albanians still alive as dead. I, I'll posit that I bet Skin, I bet he's the least entertaining of the Albanians. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I hope you're right. Each, each Albanian more entertaining than the last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next Albanian will order a hot dog sandwich with it's no true. shame. That's true. <laughs> he's not. He's not afraid to sh- to to answer the tough questions facing uh-huh. us today in society. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we should get into the recap. What do you say? Let's do it. There ain't nothing in life that comes for free. That's why we had this ad break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You've been listening to quite a few Bald Move podcasts now, but you're not in the club? Whoo boy, you are missing out. Not only are all of our premium club podcast feeds completely ad-free, but we have lots of other great content exclusively for people in the club. There's a weekly lunch with Jim and Aaron where we chat with fans about anything and everything from TV and films, food, fun, life advice, and more. But there's also Off the Clock, our premium podcast where we talk about all the shows we don't have time for on our public feeds. Plus, you get access to our full spoiler-filled first-run movie reviews of our newly released films. Don't forget Instant Take and Talk Podcast, where we give our hot takes and discuss television shows with our fans live and immediately after the episode airs. With mega shows like House of the Dragon coming this summer, we're going to have lots to talk about. Not to mention access to our fun and friendly community of club members, with exclusive Discord channels and a dedicated forum. It's one of the best places on the internet to hang out and chat about pop culture. Bottom line, you're helping two regular type guys in the Midwest make the content you like to listen to, which some would say is rewarding to itself. Help keep the lights on and the bits flowing at Bald Move. And get some awesome content for yourself. Head to support.baldmove.com to join the club today. wherever the podcast takes me welcome back to the justified podcast all right we start off in gross point michigan we're really getting a tour of michigan huh going all over the place what keep on uh, a watch for john cusack 
Wait, what? Should I get this I, reference? Haven't you seen Gross Point Blank? Uh, yes. That's the That's one where the he goes back to high school with Minnie Driver. And he and all goes that. back to here. This okay. is the this is the high school that he uh, graduated from. That makes sense. Uh, so it'd be funny in, in the midst of all the Albanian uh, Clement <laughs> action if there is uh, Dan Aykroyd and John Cusack uh-huh. having a having a shootout in the background too. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn gets a tax lien for over $100,000 and she calls Jamal to tell him to deal with it because it's his problem. And then Clement shows up with a busted face, wants to take pictures of it for evidence against Raylan. And she tells him to stay away from her and stay away from the marshal. Uh, I like this setup. We're learning more and more about Carolyn's predicament. And we kind of knew Jamal was a problem in that first episode. But this one really shows how it's affecting her life. You know, she gets this tax lien and then later we see her wanting to apply for associate judge and she she decides not to because there's a question on there about tax liens. Yeah, I think this was a really interesting development that, uh, you know, you think it'd be like when she meets with Jamal, it's like, oh, he's a bad dude. He's getting her into this or that and the other. But like, it's also like these choices that she's made seemingly out of loyalty to people who did right to her in the past mm-hmm. are catching up to her and kind of like preventing her from fully realizing her future. It seems like she's got a very bright future. She's a very capable lawyer. She should mm-hmm. be eyeing circuit judge um, court. Vacant. It's, it is kind of, there's something ghoulish about her. Cause I think the idea you're supposed to get is she's trying to slide in the judge guys. Yeah. That's his position. Um, mm. But yeah, she's ambitious and she's bright and she's capable, but she's being held back by all these entanglements uh, with her husband, with Clem, and uh, it's uh, it, it's too bad. And the other thing I got is that she is not in control of this situation. She is afraid of Clem. No. She gives clear boundaries to Clem that he freely ignores to make her feel unsafe and threatened. I felt sorry for her. Because she's got the yeah. whole, uh, she got a tiger by the tail, but that's not, an, you know, that's not an enviable position. You know, we say that as like, oh, mm-hmm. you got your, you you got the, but like having a tiger by the tail, one wrong a good move, place to be, and the tiger's gonna bite you, right? Like, tigers. yeah, you got you got the the ass end all locked down, but what you got any plans <laughs> for the teeth and the the the, the claws? So. And she does kind of talk Clem down here sternly, right? She's able to set those boundaries, but you almost feel like it's because Clem is amused by respecting them in some yeah. way, right? He, like, yeah. like he, it's only by his good grace that, <laughs> that she's able to send him on his way here. Yeah. He's like a child. He's like, Oh, I'll do whatever I want. So if it's what I want is the lie, I want to leave right now. But, um, right. Right. I also think that like, I, I do wonder what he has over her and her situation that she is so reticent to, you know, I guess betray him. Oh, she's not that really reticent to betray him. She won't do it officially. You know, she won't do it. Uh-huh. She won't work with the bar, but she will try to use back channels to take him down. She's excited about Sweetie, you know, having the murder weapon that he could pin on her. But like, I, I just feel like she's in a really precarious situation. Yeah. Um, it probably has something to do with Sweetie too, because they're all connected, right? So maybe you know, Clem has has some implied threat against Sweetie because he and thinks he, he has the gun. Like everybody thinks they have this gun, 
except for sweetie actually has the gun Mm -hmm. and now none of them know where it is yeah like what did he have on people because now he's got the judge's book and he doesn't understand it but clearly Uh that's a big treasure trove of nope that people don't want to get out uh and but he had that this is something that just fell into his lap so he had Mm -hmm. stuff that was backing her off backing sweetie off before then and i don't think it's just the you know sweetie's complicity in the uh uh the wrecking the rip and roll that yeah that 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 he that 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 clem did it's it's something else um okay like i said that's just what i likes to do like plays with its cards close to the vest and uh we'll see uh if any cards fall out Right, we go over to the Detroit police station where Raylan's daughter is not talking to him. The cops are talking, though, about the case. And uh, first time through, I had literally no idea what they're trying to decide to do here. Uh, they speak so quickly in such lingo and like mm-hmm. and, and in shorthand. And I'm just like, whatever, guys. Guess I'll wait till the next scene to see what you're trying to do. Uh, what they're actually trying to do is decide who to go arrest and uh, yeah and harass essentially. Do they have enough? If they mm-hmm. do have enough, who should they pick up? Do, yep. Can they make things stick? Uh, the answers to all those questions are no. <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Brill, of course, there to offer a lot of legal, extra legal options. Uh-huh. You know, just black bagging someone, taking them out to a field, cacao. See if he can uh, fly off a building. Away. Yeah, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. got all kinds of ways to. You think Brill's got the balls to do anything like that? Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't call it balls. I would call it lack of brains. Well, I mean, it's one thing to like, oops, accident. You know, to like rough, uh, to 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 roughly toss someone's bar it's another thing to like uh you know oops you bumped your head uh too hard getting getting into the police cruiser it's another thing to throw some dude off a bri- uh, off a roof for sure but i really didn't like that scene of him sicking the dog on the guy last yeah. episode that was malicious and that's like very petty bullying and... petty bullying actual murder of a dangerous person i don't know yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see uh, Raylan talks, or sorry, takes Willa to get some breakfast, and Willa asks him what's going on. Raylan tells her she was messing with a killer, and she needs to understand that. Tries to impress that on her how dangerous this is, and she just brushes him off. Uh, this this is another frustrating scene for me with Willa, but they're gonna they're gonna double back on this scene in the next half of it and make me like completely reverse my position on what's going on here oh see i'm because this one i'm I, like oh fuck just listen to your dad he's trying to keep you out of trouble and then the next part of this i'm like oh, okay i understand where you're coming from um i yeah i i think i got most of this um i will say that like man people are having a hard time with the willa part of this show uh a lot of the feedback we got this week and unfortunately i'm not gonna be able to read feedback this week because we just had surprise double justified episode surprise double enterprise up or no, i'm sorry enterprise strange new world episode i'm just getting caught back up with the recording schedule and we had an interview to we had fin- a bunch of bullshit podcasting stuff came up <laughs> uh-huh. uh, i'll get to it next week but i will say that a lot of people are just like absolutely not with uh, this willa thing with uh timothy oliphant's daughter um, I feel like Miss Oliphant here, a very good analogy to make is Eddie Furlong. 
If you Who? don't recall, he was John Connor from Terminator 2. Oh, yes. Very young, very green. There's something in the like rawness intensity that James Cameron liked. He cast him, and then everybody's like, oh, great movie, but this kid sucks. I don't think, and I, we thought I had the podcast on this, right? Because I don't think Eddie Furlong sucks. I think Eddie Furlong's playing mm-hmm. a really good young punk-ass teenager who's bounced from foster home to foster home, thinks his mom's crazy. Uh Having said that, there's probably 30 actors in Hollywood of his age that could have done that role better, that had more experience, more training. Um, sure. But that's, I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, if you don't, if you know, like, like uh, it's it's entirely possible that we would not be watching the show had Willa not been cast as she'd been cast. So it's like, and I, and I, and I'm also in that person, I'm not, I don't think she's ruining it. I think she's acting like an awkward kid. But um, it is very Eddie Furlong. It is it is sometimes frustrating to watch a a very green actor struggle with this what I think is awesome material, mm-hmm. uh, and very um, sympathetic material. Uh, and I just like man, I hate seeing feedback where people are like having trouble connecting the show just because of that. But you know that's uh, that's that's the breaks. Why yeah, it'll happen. Why spend six years making a television show and a character famous if you can't uh, pull some weight for your offspring, you know? Yeah. Are you saying there's a bit of real life leaking into this? Like, Timothy, Dad, why are, why can't we spend time together? Well, I'm working on this TV show. Oh, my God. And I, I just can't. <laughs> you know, it's dangerous. The director, he's a wild man. <laughs> you know, who knows Grand what will happen if you come to set. Well, you got a, a wild Yost coming at you <laughs> with the clapboard. Uh-huh. I don't even know. You don't even know. Yeah, I, I uh No, I'm kidding. I, I have no insight into that, but it, it, you know, I look, I see what people are saying. It's not bothering me that much. Um I will say I notice it for sure. Mm-hmm. But look, it's like less than ten minutes out of this entire episode. It's like five minutes, maybe. I can handle that. And I think the stuff th- there's stuff that she does later in the episode that I think is very good. Yeah, I think that that and, scene in the airport is is pretty damn good. But to actually talk about they actually talk about this scene. I like it that like it's this. Um, we we've talked about that there's this um, kind of genre that's essentially like millennial Gen X wish fulfillment, where they can you know they 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 have a problem, they talk with their boomer parents, and their boomer parents like come correct and ever. I don't I like this yeah, is yeah. like the opposite of that. That's like uh I don't know, this is uh generation a zoomer slash alpha uh frustration with Gen X that thinks they might be a better parent than the actual because that's you know to Rayland. Yeah, Rayland, are you a good dad? He probably is comparing himself to his father. Uh-huh. The Lord of fucking Thunder uh-huh. or whatever. And he thinks he's probably killing it. He's crashing. You know, it's like, well, I haven't had to bail. Uh, she hasn't had to bail me out when she's 15 because uh, mm-hmm. I got drunk and disorderly or anything like that. But he is a sh- shit kind of Raylan's a shitty dad. Like we were kind of questioning yeah, that. I think it's 100 percent fact that he is kind of an absent dad that, you know, he wants to be there and he'll say yeah. he'd be there. And like, I'll pick it. But he he gets so lost in the sauce of doing this job that like, uh, you know, oh, yeah, I'll pick you up next weekend. Oh, I'll get you the next weekend. And just like he and and she is not even really trying to accuse him. She's not angry. She's trying to explain to him in ways that she's been taught to kind of relate in terms of emotional green zone, blue zone, all that. And he's just 
not capable of hearing it, probably because oh, a lot of the guilt it. that he feels. He hears it. He's just not capable of doing anything about it. Something something about him, when the call of duty is is on, he answers it every single time, right? Yeah. And and yeah. always at her expense is, mm-hmm. is what I'm getting. So And the expectation is like, well, you're kind of an asshole if you say something because I got such an important job that is uh, sure. protecting so many important people. And, th- and that is kind of true, and that's why it's uh-huh. so insidious because, like, you, Willa knows that. But, like, uh-huh. honestly... The hundredth time it happens, you're kind of the asshole for not rearrange like 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 you know, like Willa said, if if it was important for me to be with you, you would have made arrangements that would have kept me safe. Mm-hmm. And you go back and you that first episode, if he'd just been to his chief and been like, Look, I promised my daughter I understand the judge requests me personally and this might be bad for my career or whatever, but I'm out of here. I put in my vacation yeah. request, fuck off, I don't care. And you know what? I bet Mo and Brill solve the crime eventually. I, uh-huh. I that that's the tragedy is like I'm betting that you do not need Raylan Givens to catch this guy. Sure, but he's going to harm. Maureen could do it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That that's a that's a that's a character weakness. If you think that you're the only person that can do a job, and you can't trust your coworkers to get it done. Yeah, you're probably an asshole. Um, but that's a that's that's a consistent character point. Like Raylan's not a like his coworkers don't like him. His bosses don't like him. He's a massive mm-hmm. pain in the ass. He's super cool to watch. Mm-hmm. But I would hate to be his wife, his daughter, his son, his boss, his partner. Right? <laughs> sure. So I don't know. Yeah. I like it. It feels like the this season is like the chickens coming home to roost for Raylan. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Sandy gets arrested at work by Wendell. They also search Sweeties for the gun and the Albanian suite for the diary that Clement took off the judge. And he's he's also arrested. All of them are arrested. Uh, oh, man, them busting up Sweetie's place. Tragic, right? And Is you there... see Sweetie walk in and the pain on his face when he sees, like, them. You know, this is... Well, like his partner says later, this is just a shame. It's a waste. Mm-hmm. Uh... And it's punitive, right? That's the thing course, about yeah. um the what these uh th- these cops are doing. Uh and, and the Yeah, the thing about it, uh how do they cause they don't treat the Albanian sweet the way that they treat Sweetie's bar. Well, they're not there to look for anything but to just No, they are. Know, they're looking for that diary. Oh, oh are they? Uh huh. Yeah, because later they say we didn't get the diary. Hmm. Is that because uh, uh, um, uh, Detective Bunk? It's not Bunk, but no, what is Wendell. it? Thompson Wendell. Oh, I don't know is his that, last name. Is that because Wendell's running it and he's more professional? And but you got Probably. Brill, Brill, Sack, and Sweeney's place. I felt really yeah. bad for Sweeney. I felt really bad for Sandy because you know she's there trying to do her job. She's got some dude calling her over there to blow his dice all the time. I don't know what the etiquette on that, on having cocktail girls blow on your dice? Uh, I, I feel like... I I don't know. It's probably up to the individual uh, server. Yeah. yeah. Some would I'm probably not the type of guy enjoy that it would do that, as long as you're tipping. Like, yeah, I would I assumed either. where I won, where I, where I, if you if you tip it, that you probably could get a person to blow on your dice for luck. I don't know. Sure. Maybe he's being a super creep, but like clearly she hates this job. 
Her boss is a dick. She gets arrested, and her boss is right there in her face, like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. Oh, Sandy, oh. It's like, oh, God. Just the worst. I get the feeling that there's an implication with blowing on the dice. Like, the Frank Sinatra song, right? He's talking about the, the woman that he came to the casino with. And, you know, it's all it's all a veiled metaphor. But he, he I don't like the way the he said you, came, Jim. <laughs> the woman he arrived at the casino with. Arrived? Mm-hmm. Nope, that's still too sexual. Yep, see? See, entered. You fucking, nope. you can't, no. you can't, you can't launder this this anecdote. Frank Sinatra, get out of here. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, he shows up at the casino with this woman who he's clearly got a relationship with. It's not like he's having the waiters blow on his dice. It's the woman that's right. supposed to be with him. Uh, that's custom. So having, you got, you got a, you got a gal Friday for that kind of thing. Sure, sure. But then having the waiter do it for you, for that seems like there's an implication there because of that song, right? Is there also an implication that this guy is a loser? Like, like oh, she yeah. would gladly blow, uh, <laughs> garage, dice. uh, jail garage or whatever. L- L- uh, yeah, lol garage. Lol garage has got a dice, but like uh-huh. this guy's got like no prospects. He works second shift at Best Buy or something, and she's like, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, I think so. But what are you gonna do? Uh. Then Willa tries to get her dad. This is the second half of that scene. Tries to get her dad to admit that this case would be a lot easier if she weren't around. And Raylan kind of, you know, gets what she's putting down and promises to do better. And she says, don't you go backstabbing me. Apparently uh, that bitch in uh, Florida backstabbed her and got her nose broke. Yeah, Um, she's pushing boundaries here left and right. You know, she's cursing. Mm-hmm. Uh, right in front of her dad. Yeah, you, you know she says "bitch" and "fuck" in the same scene, and I get the impression that it surprises Raylan that this is not something he's used to. And I don't know if this is just a boundary pushing thing or trying to get his attention. No, to say, um, this is serious. I, I think yeah. I mean, I, I think that uh, a lot of times kids acting out is attempts to get attention from their parents or to let them to, to get their parents to take something seriously and it's like uh yeah i've done that for sure and i hate to say it but sometimes it's really inconvenient the way your children have problems sometimes <laughs> like sure you you know uh it's not often like when you feel like ah oh, work is going great i'm in top tier physical health i'm getting a full night of rest and oh my my teenager is deciding to get in some legal trouble or they're going to decide to experiment with their it's like it's never it's always like you you know it's like oh god enough but like that's the last thing you want to bring that energy like oh my mm-hmm. god the last thing i need right now is you fucking yeah. shit up right but that's what will has got apparently for a large part of her life growing up with Raylan. That she is just inconvenient. That line where uh-huh. he's like, I wish you would just say it. That I get in your way and it'd be easier if I'm not around. And he Which goes. Is technically true for his job, but also. When he, when he says, do you know what it's like to hear that? And she's like, do you know what it's like to ask? Like, God damn. Mm-hmm. Devastating. And Raylan's credit that that gives him pause, right? He he doesn't he doesn't give her, uh, you know, another smooth line to make to kind of brush this all off. I feel like he's taking this stuff to heart. It's just what can he, what can Raylan Givens do about this? Well, and the well, the sad thing is, by the end of this episode, his best solution mm-hmm. is to, to fo- foist her his daughter uh, and make it Winona's problem. Uh huh. 
So yeah, there's another long line of betrayal, another notch on Winona's boat, that's a belt. It's another time Raylan's fucked me over. Uh, yeah. It's it's just it's just sad. So and I yeah, I think he might be right. The best he can do is get her the hell away from this situation. But damn, that's sad. Yeah. And, and you wonder, like, maybe he should get himself the hell away from this situation, too. Right. And then like, the clear implication, the other thing the is like. All these things are are being are unsaid and Raylan's like tack is essentially like I don't like it when you bring up these obvious things because now it makes me feel bad. Why can't you just see that there's nothing that I can do about this and not feel any mm-hmm. way particular any you should still love me as a dad. Give me free hugs no matter how many times I let you down because like my job is so and is so important. And why can't you just get that? Like that's such a this is yeah, such a shitty thing me to of all my guilt. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a really shitty thing to uh, to do to a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because I like, uh, you know, you didn't have this kind of baggage in the original Justified series. And so it was oh, he did. He was just he was just fucking over Ava and fucking over Anona. And, you know, it's like he's yeah. He, but, but they were but, adults. But like this, there's something different yeah, yeah, yeah. about like when they can walk away from him without, you know, any right. real consequence. This is his daughter. It's right. It's a whole nother level. And it's kind of yeah. sad to see. It was it was a lot more fun to watch him do this shit in Justify than it is. Yeah. In City Primeval because. Yeah. He was hurting, I guess, people with more agency. Uh, Why you don't usually have uh, you don't usually saddle action action heroes with with kids like mm -hmm. you might kill a kid to incite them to action, but you don't usually have them like sure babysitting, you know? Yeah, it's no fun. Uh, All right. Douche cop interrogates Clement. Wendell interrogates Sandy and Marine interrogates Sweetie. All these cops are lying through their teeth trying to get one of them to give something up. Clement claims he's going to sing. He asks for a tape recorder, and when he gets it, he does just that. He sings a song to Raylan through the one-way mirror. Yeah, we're, another we're white stripes. It's the thing is, is like I've already decided this guy's a fucking scumbag, and I'm not. But like I, and I'm like kind of rolling my eyes when he starts singing. But by the time he's getting to the window and he's licking it and rubbing his nose on it, I'm like kind of laughing, despite myself. Because he, he, yeah, he so is Raylan, right? Like Raylan's there uh-huh. with a grin mm-hmm. on his face, thinking this guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he knows he's going to be a problem, but he also he's kind of entertained by him. Yeah. No, they don't have. I mean, the the whole at the end of this is like you just realize that they've got nothing, and they were hoping, and it's probably mm-hmm. pretty good hope that one of these perps would suspected perps would make a mistake and. Uh, yeah. buy the bullshit and and talk to him and uh, they didn't that's the thing uh and they're not only are they not getting the information they want out of anybody but they're giving mm. away information that these guys don't have like douche cop tells uh clement that sandy goes to sweeties after the bridge he didn't know that yeah and that's the thing is like they don't know that they haven't found uh-huh. the gun. That's just like that could get Sandy killed. Yep. And, and they Brill tell an idiot. Uh, they tell Sweetie Sandy just gave us the gun when in fact she couldn't because she didn't have the gun. Sweetie had it all right. along. So and that's probably I think uh, if he oh, knows man, I wish, anything. I think if you really deconstruct the dialogue that there is something the cops say that clicks with each individual one of them that lets them yeah. know that they're not and that's the one for sweet I don't know what the others were I don't know what the like, Sandy one is because with Clement it's the 
the fact that she went to Sweetie's after the bridge, which he did not tell her to do, right? Yeah. And then he yeah. asked later about the gun. So what'd you do with the gun? You know? Uh-huh. Um, so I clicked for him, but I don't know what like, Sandy's is. I, the, uh, Wendell, Detective Wendell, Detective Robinson. I feel like maybe he's the only one that didn't fuck up because yeah. he was, like, really careful. In fact, he was right on when he's talking to Sandy. He's like, you know, you had that squeezed out look. Mm-hmm. You had it the night at the casino. You had it that standing at the bridge. You had it going into Sweeties, but when you're walking out, you didn't have that look. So, like... So, something happened in Sweeties. Yeah. And I think that's just, like, they're trying to show you which people are good at the job and which people are kind of shit yeah. at the job. And guess what, Brill? Kind of shit I, that's weird because I didn't really expect Marine to be bad at the job. Uh, and and she's not what she. That's what I'm saying. I don't know that it's true that they each say something that fucks up the investigation. It might just be Brill, but <laughs> yeah, I mean Brill's giving info away. Marine's yeah. just overplaying her hand, saying Sandy yeah. gave us the gun. He knows that she can't give him the gun, right? Or that if she did give them the location of the gun, it won't be there when they go to look for it. Right. Anyway, uh, Raylan tells the chief uh, what happened, and he's not happy. Willa talks up her dad to Carolyn before Raylan pulls Carolyn aside and tells her to stop defending Clement because he's a murderer. She says, yeah, well, if he's a murderer, go prove it. Do some police work. And, you know, the whole thing, because he's getting riled up, he's like, she grabs him. It's like, look, not everyone gets to be angry like you. Not everyone just gets to go and kill, like, <laughs> invent legally justified reasons to murder people, right? All right, um, there are three reasons this could be. A, he's white. B, he's a marshal. C, he's Raylan fucking Givens. I think Which do you think all, she's referring to? All uh, they're, all, they're all three, like, uh, Spartan warriors overlapping each other with shields, you know? Uh-huh. It's, it's <laughs> impenetrable. Just one alone, yeah. one alone strong, probably doesn't get the job done. All three of those, there's no fucking way. Yeah. Um, but this is, like, it's funny because, like, these are, it seems like the first three episodes of this season are deconstructing the Raylan mythos. Uh-huh. Like the other, like giving a voice to the other side of like why he is so, uh, why he's so much fun for us to watch, but he's so infuriating for the people around him. Um, yeah, makes a lot of and sense. And also, like the other thing that makes Raylan not completely hateable is that he feels kind of put upon too, because his boss is like, Raylan, you're fucking all this shit up. He's like, Send well, me home. I didn't. I didn't want to be here. Send me home. Oh, you want me to send Ellie? Well, then keep me here. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Like, you just, what are we yeah. having this conversation for? Just do what you're gonna do, and I'll yeah. do what I'm gonna do. Right? He's like one of those dogs that, like, you know, the 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 cage with the electrified floor, the learned helplessness. Like, have you seen an experiment where they did the, you know, like. Uh, uh, they, they they shock the floor of the dog when a light comes on so the dog starts like getting on a platform and I, I can't remember exactly but then there's some dogs that they just shock just you know intermittently for no fucking reason and eventually those dogs would stop trying to get away from the shock uh, they call it learn helplessness like you taught the dog that there's wow. nothing they can do to improve the situation in life That's I felt horrible. like in this scene Raylan felt like that that trap dog where it's like I I I can't <laughs> there's nothing I can do to improve yeah. my life I can't I can I can't let this murderer go free I can't let my daughter down my fucking supervisor is screaming at me my partners are yelling at me uh yeah the defender the def- yeah the public the public defenders pissy at everybody mm-hmm. uh I did we see this in the first 
two episodes where they were at the restaurant and I knew Willa ordered her dad the most ridiculous drink on the menu, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize she ordered one for Carolyn. Did we see that or is this like new info? Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. He, she she that. ordered she ordered the drink. Uh and that's that's the big sparkler concoction that came to her. At the oh, I thought it came episode. to Raylan, and that's why they left. No, no, no. Willa ordered okay. it for her on Raylan's Jesus behalf. Jesus Christ, kid! Come on. <laughs> uh, I right, like Carolyn. She's really sweet about how she handled that. You know, like oh, Spark uh-huh. was a nice touch. You know. Yeah. Uh, also, he's pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's all right for a white come guy. Come on, man. Oh, is that what his fifteen-year-old white daughter is saying? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Raylan's staying at Marine and Bill's house. He sees his daughter enjoying the company of their daughters, and then he's thinking about the case. And it's not sitting right with him that Clement isn't connected in any way to this judge, and that Clement isn't jealous of the Albanian who Sandy spent the night with. It's it's all a bit strange in his mind, and it is like. The, he like Raylan's pondering a question that has no satisfying answer because the answer is it's all random chance. Yep. Yeah. I mean the, the Albanian stuff. He's on to something here because they do have a plan around that. But the judge stuff. True. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not connected in any way. Yeah, but he's looking for how they connect, and they're just mm-hmm. never gonna. And then you know the stuff where he's watching um, his daughter play with the other daughter. This is gonna come back again when he goes to say goodbye to her as she's sleeping but this is kind of the life that he knows that she could have with him if they were more of a family unit or if he were less of a marshal um, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's sad because this is what he wants her to have all the time but she doesn't it's it's funny oh, when Mo said oh look at the marshal doing police work it gave me pause because I realized like Raylan doesn't really do a lot of detective work. This is Raylan's detective work. I'm looking for a guy. All right, I'm going to go down to the corner store. Where's this guy? All right, I'm going to go to a trailer. Where's this guy? I'm going to go to the whorehouse, local whorehouse. Where's this guy? And eventually, (laughs) he finds the guy. But Uh he doesn't, like, pick up shell casings and do soil samples and dust for fingerprints. He just just rolls around asking where's his goddamn guy until he finds him. Uh Uh-huh applying leverage uh sometimes physical leverage <laughs> you know so maybe we'll actually see him batman some shit here i don't know do some do some detective work we'll see all right sweetie cleans up the wreckage of his bar uh with one of his employees turned out he grabbed clement's gun and hit it from the cops and he puts it behind the jukebox instead of the ceiling hoping that clement won't have access to it when he's in a bind and he'll get killed get got is this his employee or is this his partner? Like long-term romantic oh. partner. Because I definitely I got a little bit of sparks. Like they're having like, you know, obviously they're mad at each other at the beginning. Uh-huh. But when like Sweeney pulls out that pistol and the way I felt like there was something intimately familiar in the way they were interacting. Huh. Could be. Yeah. I, I could be way off. But like, I just assumed uh, who would be here helping him sweep up probably an employee. But yeah, you you could be right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you can have uh, intimate relations with your employee. <laughs> that came out uh-huh. wrong. You can be like, yeah, we, you, can. you and I. It's not advised. Yeah. May not physically, but we're yeah, we're 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 you know, we're more than just colleagues, employees here. Sure. 
uh i've gotta i gotta wonder so sweetie doesn't really know what he's doing here either right like well he does so he says he's gonna take away clement's ace in the hole by hiding this gun somewhere else but really he's taking away sandy's ace in the hole primarily right because she hit it there clement doesn't even know it's here clement thinks it's he yeah, thinks it's in the river yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandy no. thinks it's here, so Sandy's going to be the one who needs this ace in the hole and isn't going to find it. Yeah. Ooh. That's interesting. Like, again, classic Leonard. Leonard plotting. But Sweetie knows that, right? But Sweetie also probably thinks that Sweetie Clement told Sandy to come hide it here. That's that's exactly right. So he yeah, thinks think it's right. He thinks that Clement knows it's here. Clement doesn't know it's here. Sandy knows it's here. She's going to need it. But he thinks that Clement's going to need it. It's kind of brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there such a thing as a cop insurance? Because I think Sweetie should get some. Like, I, I, what are the... I mean, can this man afford to just rebuild his entire fucking bar? To buy new furniture that they sliced open? To in this, get, in this buy all new stock? It's my understanding that the city is going to have to make him whole. Since yeah, they didn't when? find anything. Two well, years that's, from that's, now, when after he's closed up shop and can't get a liquor yeah, license I, again? I've, I've heard, depending on the department and the municipality and all that, that like that can be a very hollow... Yeah. You know, that can be a very hollow promise. But uh, And then also, you're missing... Yeah, like, if it let's say it takes them six months to go and fix everything. Like, what do you do? Stay closed for six months? Right. Uh, Zero income, have to close the bar, lose your liquor license. You can't get it back because somebody else has bought ooh, it. Like, right. And it sounded like he had some kind of sweetheart, like off the books, relative kind of deal. So like he like literally might not be able to get a liquor license again ever. Yeah. No, this kind of shit can ruin people's lives. That's what I mean. Like you need it does. You need insurance. Yeah, yeah it does. Like it's. Um, and the poorer you are, the worse it gets. Like I, I, I've seen, heard so many stories of people whose lives you can trace back their being homeless to a two hundred fifty dollar traffic ticket that they just couldn't afford, uh-huh. and then or even just getting appear. stopped and hassled and not ticketed and just caused yeah. delay in their schedule where they, they were supposed to get to a job interview they, or get they to work and they were late and, and they got, got fired and and it's uh, yeah yeah it, uh, there's stuff in uh, in uh, shit. What's the the latest HBO? Uh, oh, we own the city. Yeah, there's stuff in We Own the City about that, right? One yeah. of the characters oh, yeah. in that ha- got hassled, lost his job, all that. It doesn't take much. I mean, you know, people uh, live on razor uh, margins, and it doesn't take much to turn a taxpayer into uh, a quote unquote drain on the system. I I, I think mm-hmm. I think there's improvements that could be made in the American justice system. <laughs> of course, I think of there's course. some tweaks. Yes, some some minor things we could do here and there to to make it more humane and just. But and then I contrast what, that what with Carolyn. What's going on with her? And she has a hundred thousand dollar tax lien. It's a massive bill, which I get the impression she could probably just afford to pay. Ooh, but, I don't know, but how many of those and how many? Right, yeah, right. How that's far is she t- going to let Jamal push it? That's just a ta- yeah. That's just to back taxes. Like what other yeah. debts? Um. And and who else do they owe money to? You know, sure, sure. And and you know, if she does pay it, what license does that give Jamal to just continue his behavior? Right, rack up another hundred thousand dollar tax debt. It's not. Yeah. It's not going to go yeah. away just because she pays it. She, but she probably yeah. could. I mean, this is a very nice house she's living in. Um. So as you've got that other end of the spectrum where it's like, 
it's holding her back in her career, but it's not threatening to destroy her life. At least not yet. I we'll wouldn't see. think we'll hundred thousand dollars with her like in, but that hundred thousand dollars is a lot for. It a, is a defense attorney. I would think you know, uh, they'd be it'd be a yeah. lot for a federal judge. Uh, you know, you have to be multiple millionaire. You know, tens of millions of dollars before the, like hundred thousand dollars starts becoming eh, whatever. Especially well, since like, I saw, I saw where the judge off. lived, I, I saw where she lived, and I'm looking at these going. I don't know. If this is all just salary. Um, right, I definitely that got book floating around. I definitely got that opinion that yeah, I mean they're telling us multiple ways that uh, at least Judge mm-hmm. Guy's dirty. She's dirty too. Yeah, Jamal's um, got something on her. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Everybody seems to be in a bind here. So Clement wakes up feeling better, and he wants to have sex with Sandy. She won't do it unless he brushes his teeth, which he won't do. <laughs> okay, dude, sure. Uh, he asks Sandy what she did with the gun. She says she threw it in the river, and she tries to toast her bagel, but Clement won't let her. Hmm, that's weird. Oh, because the book is in the bagel. Yeah. I, cause I, yeah. Okay, because I was like, what the fuck is... But why is he... Why doesn't he just? I don't. I don't. I don't get. I don't get Clem because to me, if Clem pulled this shit the first time he's changed his, uh, uh, um, the first time he turns his back, I'm getting in that toaster and figuring out what the fuck is in there. Right. But Sandy already knows it's about so the weird. book, so like, why is he being this way? Maybe he's trying to let her think the cops got it. Could be that she doesn't trust him because the the doesn't trust her anymore because of the gun. Uh huh. Question, and until he knows he can trust her, he's being. But like yeah. this is, uh, you got to move the book, dude. Once you, once you, uh, make this giant deal over your girlfriend mm-hmm. not being able to toast her fucking bagel, you know you can't leave it in the bagel machine because she knows something's there. Well, where is he gonna hide it? His tidy whities I mean, come on, the guy doesn't wear clothes. Do you think? Do you think Clem even? Do you think Clem even enjoys sex, or is it something he does just to control Sandy? It can be both. Uh, I suppose. Maybe he enjoys the fact that he controls Andy through (laughs) sex. Yeah, it might be a power thing for him. Because that's what it does. Like, I never get to, like, do you even like fucking bro? Or do you, (laughs) what is this, like, (laughs) some kind of 3D chess you're playing all the time? Like, Mm -hmm. Um, And then he asks about the Albanian, and she tells him about all the blood feuds that happen between families and the secret panic rooms they have. Yeah. You know what? I was kind of surprised that they're even still staying at the Albanians' suite. Like, the cops are just letting them stay there. They don't really have any right to be there. Well, they don't have any. It's a pri- I mean, they also don't have a right to kick them out. Uh, I wonder if the cops have made a uh, an uh, an attempt to contact Dell. Do you think Clems has killed him? Uh, oh, this is not the Albanians. Wait. No, I'm very confused. Skinner this is, is the guy. The so this is the guy that's got the crypt. This is the crypto millionaire this is crypto that they're staying guy. with. Okay. The, yeah, the law garage is this their latest yeah, yeah. casino He's mark. Uh huh. But I wonder if this, especially if he stays gone, the longer he stays gone, the more I wonder if like Clem just murdered him. Didn't tell Sandy. It's possible. Yeah. He could do whatever he wants. Obvious implication. The obvious uh, obvious analogy that they're making here is to the Hatfield and McCoys. You know these ancient blood feuds and mm-hmm. these uh, the, these hillbilly feuds that they they get into, and they're you know again painting trying to paint Detroit with the Harlan brush. Yep. And I think it's working pretty well. 
Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing how the Albanians react to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick scene here. Raylan says goodbye to Willa as she sleeps. Um, and then we go over to Carolyn, who wants to apply for the office of associate judge, but she's reluctant to answer the question about tax liens. And instead, she goes into an empty courtroom and sits in the judge's chair just for a thrill, for a little bit of wish fulfillment here. Uh, yeah. Is it just me or does the music on this show kind of suck? Like all the music they're playing is uh, everyone's co- being contemplative here. Like it just feels very much like primetime network crime drama. The kind of shit that they made yeah, fun of on that. Saving Sarah, Sarah or uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You know how that guy's like, oh, I just play ominous chords. I just play, oh, mel- you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. With, like uh, I'm just. Burr, burr, that's what this yeah. it feels extremely lazy and i don't i haven't i've only noticed it in these kind of dramatic things but like it yeah it's pretty pretty paint paint by numbers it feels i agree and it's hard to match up to uh the original theme song from justified that's mm-hmm. that's a banger uh this one yeah. doesn't quite compare and it's a lot shorter right they're not trying to do that long drawn out intro so even the, the theme song is not quite as good yeah. What are you going to do? We got to get out of this town alive. We'll be right back. Since the dawn of time, we've been putting clothes on our back that identify us with our people, our group, our tribe. And why Bald Move might be one of the smallest, weirdest tribes out there, transcending all concepts of border, class, culture, and creed, we still have respect for the old ways. At support.baldmove.com, you can get t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more. We have something for every one of our podcasts, or just wear the four pips of the Bald Move logo with pride. Bald Move merch beats running around naked, and they make a great gift for the Bald Move fan in your life. Join our tribe! Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping. Mission podcasts are an awesome feature here at Bald Move that allows you, the individual listener, to decide what we talk about for a single podcast. The community loves it because it often leads to fun fan favorite films and TV shows that we've overlooked getting the coverage they deserve. And we love it because we're constantly exposed to great stuff that's not even on our radar. The way it works is simple. You go to support.baldmove.com and you click on commissions. Then you pay the flat rate for the commission and tell us what two-ish hours of content you'd like us to make podcast on. Then we'll contact you for details, advanced feedback, and any dedications you'd like to make. Then we watch the thing, discuss the thing, turn it into a podcast, and pump it right into your ears. We get consistently great feedback on how much our commissioners love their podcast and they make great gifts for the dedicated Bald Move fan in your life. And who knows, that dedicated fan could even be you. Treat yourself. Check out support.baldmove.com for more info. We try to make it super easy to support making podcasts at Bald Move. Just join the club. 
But some people aren't a joining type, or maybe they're already in the club but want to add a little bit of gratuity for an especially great season of coverage, or for a podcast that really spoke to them or gave them that bit of support in a tough time. For these, and for whatever other reason you might have, our tip jar is always open. Head over to support.ballmove.com and click the donate option to say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate it. Once again, check out support.baldmove.com for all the great ways to help me and Jim keep making the podcast you love. Ooh, wait! I just poured a fresh shot of bourbon. We're back with more Justified. Um, Braylon goes to uh, the hot dog stand where Skinder works. Skinder, Lolurai Lol Garage, claims uh, that he's marrying Sandy, but she wants him to meet her brother first, and it's obvious that he's Sandy and Clement's Mark to Raylan. Yeah. We are apple cut in half. <laughs> I, <laughs> I come what to he's this, saying I come is like, to... They, they're one and the same, right? They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're two halves to of the be, same. Yeah. yeah, they're not just, uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're one. They're uh-huh. meant to be. And his whole, like, you know, when I came to this country, I thought uh, everything, PlayStation and big butts, but then the I MTV, meet, I'm like, yeah. dude, she's literally PlayStation and big butt. Like, come on. Uh-huh. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, you're it's amazing. Buy her $30,000 ring, you're going to propose to her. You just got to meet her. Her boy, her, her 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 brother that she's unusually close to, like this mm-hmm. guy. How did he make a million dollars in hot dogs? I don't know, man. You don't. I guess you don't have to be a genius to. There's there's always money in the hot dog stand, as they say. What was it, Tyrannodogus or Dogosaur? I forget the name of his. It was, was some just kind of dinosaur dog. Tyrannodog, uh, right? Yeah, I gotta it's not say, a good name. <laughs> no, but I I I I did kind of want to get a couple of hot dogs from there. I bet those hot dogs are fire. Sure. I I can go for a good hot dog. It's not bad. Uh, yeah. Terrain dogs probably got some decent ones. Yeah, because I feel like with hot dogs, because we got a we got an upscale hot dog place in it in this city. Mm-hmm. You don't get hot dogs there. You know, you don't pay fifteen dollars for a hot dog. They're expensive. You go up to like uh what is it, the uh, Daddy Franks in Columbus, I forget the the Dirty Franks in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> where you're paying like four fifty a dog, that's where you go. Yeah. That's where you go. They'll throw chili on there, throw Cheetos on there, anything improbable combinations mm-hmm. of things they'll put on hot dogs. And or it just looks go to Costco, like pick up. A it looks like there. a bombed out hole in the wall. Senate looks yeah. like a Michelin restaurant, and that's the yeah. Who wants a three? Who wants a three Michelin star hot dog? They have craft cocktails at, at what should be a hot dog stand. Not yeah. interesting. Not yeah. interesting. hot dogs are not fancy food. Let's not, I bet let's there's not, not pretend here. There's not even a drop of rat shit in those nope. Senate hot dogs. And you can taste it. You can taste the difference. <laughs> you can taste the distinct lack yeah. of lip and asshole in the meat. Wrong. And it's just not as good. It's not as good. It's not what I'm looking for. I'm not I'm not I'm not there for Wagyu beef. I'm there for a hot dog. God uh-huh. damn. Not there for the polished floors. Stop polishing no. that floor, man. Don't worry about it. Just get the dogs out the door. It's, it's funny because this whole episode, I'm looking for the Polish joke, and I feel like they keep on like hinting that they're going to make it, but they're like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Hmm. Brill has a good one later on, too. Yeah, right. All right, uh, Sandy and Clement meet with Skinder at a bar. Clement tells a story about his mama being carried away by a tornado, which is a weird 
cutaway. I don't know what the show's doing here. It's really strange. Uh, it will. They, is it? A, is it true? No, definitely. You don't think not. so? Definitely not. Even a little not. Bit? No. <laughs> then yeah, why cut away? away? Why cut away to the fucking intro to Twister? I don't understand. Even if it is true, why cut away? Just tell the story. Don't. You don't have to cut to a scene of them showing a Twister sucking their mom away. I don't like the way you said sucking their mom away. Entering their uh, mom? Is that better? <laughs> I think... Damn you, Frank I Sinatra. I think, yeah. Uh, famous blower of moms. I, I think that... Uh, <laughs> So I think it'd be I think that there there's going to there's going to be something to this story and it's going to come out like in the penultimate episode. Okay. Yeah, I mean there'll be some good we'll old see. twister. Uh it's going to be some storm seller act something. Something's mm-hmm. going to pivot around Sandy surviving uh well, it's no, okay, because he's the the whole the whole fucking story is false. They're not even related. They're not brother and sister. They're not brother and sister and and I want to say this is this is a panic room illusion. This is a warm up to the panic room discussion. Because where do you go when the twister comes? He is trying right. The whole the whole uh-huh. fiction is that he's trying to make sure his little sister is provided for. Our family got wiped out by lack of. St- yeah. Okay. We, we need you're a right. bunk- We wish we had a bunker to go to. That kind of thing. Yeah. And then when they the get big down one to comes through. Law garage. <laughs> Uh-huh. Where are you going to take my little sister? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I was he's, a fool. I'm trying to find out where he keeps his cash. I way overthought that. Yeah. Well, he pulled your shit. I mean... He pulled my shit. pulled your shit. 100%. God, Wall Garage is so funny, man. Oh, he is. pulling my shit. <laughs> Ugh, so good. Anyway, uh, Maureen and Raylan are staking out this bar where they're meeting. And Marine's talking about her dreams with Raylan and how she can't sleep. And when she does, she's just dreaming of Magic Mike, I guess, who turns out to be her husband uh, and her daughters. And he asks how she's keeping her work and family life going so well. And she says, ah, just pretend. And the douche cop and Wendell show up to relieve him. It's funny because, like, you mentioned um, Raylan being disturbed about his daughter swearing and not say anything about it. I think it's interesting that him, the first thing he says to Mo is like, do you realize you swear a lot? I think that shows that mm. it is something that bothers him. He's thinking about it. Yeah. But also maybe it wouldn't be so bad if Willa turned out like Mo. Cause he clearly likes Mo. Like he mm-hmm. admires her. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's looking for life advice from her. So yeah, she, mm-hmm. he, he thinks she's got something going on. <laughs> she's just, oh, that's wow. Crushing. It's like, oh, you, you know, you yep. bill, Seem like you got it all. How do you make the domestic bliss thing work out? Ah, you just fake it till you make it. You just pretend. Yeah, we really don't. Uh, I guess Leo's, the law enforcement officers, just kind of have to live that way because their jobs are demanding. Yeah, it does seem if you're murder police, maybe you should just be a loner. Yeah, probably for the best. If I've, if I've learned anything with watching cop shows, it's just all alcoholism and broken marriages. You might as well just, yep, you know. All right, Sweetie gives Carolyn a hypothetical situation where he has the gun that killed the judge and five other people in the wrecking crew killings. She tells him in that scenario, you should turn it in and that I could get you a guarantee of immunity and he tells her to look into it. Hmm. Some tells me 
that guaranteed immunity is going to be problematic. Not going to be as easy as everybody's thinking it's going to be. I think so. Question is, will he know that? Will that be made obvious to him or will that kind of be hidden to get him to turn it in? I don't know. Uh, Or he might never get the chance, right? Like that's the thing. If, If the guaranteed immunity is on the table, then something horrible will probably happen to him where he mm-hmm. either can't turn in the gun because he doesn't have it now or he'll get killed for it, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Raylan packs up Willa's bags and tells her that she's leaving so he can do his job without putting her in more danger. She is less than thrilled with that. Um, he tries to give her that emblem, that, that Pontiac uh, emblem that she found, but she doesn't want it. Ooh, Chekhov's emblems now with Raylan. Is Raylan going to stab somebody? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um Yeah, and it's like, you know, that's um it's pretty it's pretty rough stuff her Uh, well, I guess we don't uh we don't actually get to where she's crying and pleading with him yet. This is not that scene. Yeah, the so what I don't like here is how she seems to think that he can do his job and be with her and keep her safe. I, I don't think that's really a possibility is the problem. I This is how he's trying to keep you safe by sending you away. Now it's, an, it's a it's absolutely on the table that he should maybe not be taking these cases, maybe back off a little from the dangerous stuff so that he can be with you more. But I don't think he should keep you in this situation. And she really doesn't see that. She's like, oh, if you wanted me here, you'd find a way to keep me safe. No, I, he's, that's what he's doing here. Well, but like, I think that's literally true. If you wanted me here bad enough, you would find a way to keep me safe, even if that means taking your fucking vacation, even if that means going to Glencoe like you always promised mom to be an instructor so you're not doing this dangerous shit. Maybe like when she says, I can't do my job and take care of you, mom does. It's not, she's not say she's not an idiot. She doesn't think that like, oh, Willa's doing her administrative work at a real estate office or whatever the hell she's doing. She's saying there are jobs that people can take to provide for their children and their families that don't involve this immense danger that you can't be with them. But like, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel like that's what she was saying. I feel like that is the solution. Don't you don't think what you know, do you think don't she's do saying? the marshaling stuff? I, I think yeah. she's saying in this moment, like, I want to stay here with you. Don't send me away. Find a way to keep me safe in this situation. And I think that's a terrible idea. You don't. But but so you don't think Raylan could because, like I said, I think there's like three. Different I mean, things it, could so do. what you're saying is you think she's literally asking him to quit this case and go with her back to Florida yes. or whatever. Yeah. Uh huh. To, to keep his promise. The multiple promises I he's made. Before the show began be. and during the show. Yeah, I think that's what she's wanting him to do. And I, I don't think it's I don't think it it's my impression ask. that she wanted him to, you know, he, he's obviously going to continue working on this case. And what she was asking is figure out a way to keep me safe while you work on this case. Oh, and that yeah. is just impossible. So, right. yeah, yeah, I was thinking that sounded really dumb. But I, I guess, yeah, if she's saying stop stop working on this case and just come be with me that makes sense mm-hmm. and it's like also she's not trying on to I don't think she's trying to um, uh, it seems like she's pretty emotionally sophisticated with the whole green zone blue zone yellow zone red zone talk and the fact that you know that's um, 
It's a pretty strong relational negotiating tactic to not do the work for the other person. To be like, I don't know what the solution is here. I just know that if I was important to you, I would not be the C, D, E, F priority in every fucking situation. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, you know, most 15-year-olds in this position would be like, why don't you do this or why don't you do that? And then then, then that gives Raylan position, like, oh, you dumb kid, that's what works because this, that. But all you, if you just go with, like, your emotional truth, which is, like, I just know I'm not as important to you as this job, and I wish you would stop pretending otherwise, they... He's got nothing for that. And I think that was a pretty sophisticated yeah, thing for her. Obvious by his actions, right? Like, yeah, every yeah. time he's supposed to be with her, being a parent, he's taking a phone call for this case or yeah. off and doing these, something else. These scenes are great because almost every single one is interrupted by his fucking phone frantically going off uh, by multiple people trying to, uh, you know, and he tries to, you know, snooze one and dismiss the end. They just keep coming. So it's yeah. like, and at the end, he he's, he he gives in and he takes the call, right? Like. Yeah, and he can't even he can't even break up with his daughter in peace, which is essentially what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so it's interesting. Like earlier in this episode, he does kind of try, but it's on his terms. It's weird uh-huh. because like she says, "Oh yeah, you know I'm hungry. I want to go to breakfast with my dad. I don't want to. And they're I don't about want to go out. Machine. Yeah, and they're about to go out and do a bunch of arrests and a bunch and of interrogations and stuff. And he misses that intentionally. He's like." Yes, I need to be here with my daughter for this, but that's kind of the boring part that Raylan mm. doesn't care to do, right? Like bringing the perps in when they already know yeah. where they are, they already know mm. what they're looking for, all that stuff is kind of what's boring to him. So he's not mm. making a huge sacrifice there. It's kind of, eh, I'll just miss the boring stuff. And then as soon as there's, you know, more information or a new lead or something that he needs to, to track down, he's all about that. And he's sacrificing yeah. his daughter to do it. I could see that. Uh, so Clement and Sandy get Skinder super drunk. He proposed to Sandy, asked for Clement's blessing, but Clement won't give it until he sees the secret room. So Skinder agrees to take him to the room, and they get in their car. Uh, douche Cop and Wendell follow them, and Clement spots the tail and gives him the slip, causing them to wreck in the process. It's so it's such a smart criminal move. The like you suspect you're being tra- tailed, so you just wait at the light. And then everybody, of course, like the the extra touch is everybody getting pissed off and going around them because this uh-huh. is Detroit. And, and then suddenly doesn't. Brill and, and, and Wendell are there like and Brill's like, <laughs> get down, so. get down. He's like, I'm six foot five. I can't get down. Like, what do you want me to do? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Big brain on Clem. That's a that's a, a that's an a plus move. The break. Yeah, he's tail. no dummy for sure. Like, you know, douche cop might think he's dumb. And think he's not a criminal mastermind, but he's smarter than he looks for sure. He's smarter than he looks. He's not as smart as he thinks he is. Yes. No one is that smart. Lex fucking Luther isn't as smart as he thinks he is, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are people who are exactly as smart as they think they are (laughs) in all directions, right? Isn't that Dunning-Kruger effect kind of a guarantee you can't? Like, if you're smart, you think you're stupid, and if you're stupid, you think you're smart. It's like... Maybe the person who's 100 IQ center. people, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the the real masters. They're the, the absolute mean and knows exactly how smart they are. Perfectly balanced as all things should be. I know exactly how dumbass I am. <laughs> uh, Clement arrives at Skinder's building finally, and Skinder takes them to the room. Clement asks, "What's in the safe?" Um, 
inside of the room. So Skinder opens it, shows him his gun collection. They're all loaded, by the way, because uh, what good is an unloaded gun? Clement is angrily disappointed and puts the gun on Skinder, saying he wants to see the cash. Second time he's been stymied by Venmo. I love it. This dude doesn't keep cash. He keeps it all in Venmo, bro. <laughs> so good. And that really yeah, and that's also, what this, pisses it, Clem off, right? He's like, because well, this is the uh, his bedrock principle: foreigners, immigrants. They don't trust banks. That a lot. So like, the fact that this guy's doing Venmo is kind of like the show saying that Clem's old done. days of ripping, rolling people on cash is just done. Yeah, he's outmoded, man. You, you can't steal Which the anecdotally, money in the Anecdotally, you know, uh, drugs in Ohio, the, the ones that I like, have been have been legal for, if you get card and everything, for quite some time. Um, but before then, the last few dealers I've had do business with Venmo and pay, and, and, and that was insane to me. Mm-hmm. But that was like a decade ago. People were starting to do like, oh yeah, just fucking... Z- Zell me or whatever. What, what's yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just, pay just me paper trail me. You know, get, yeah. get the paper trail app and and send me money through there. Yeah, but it's like yeah, if the fuck if your fucking weed dealers and your Albanian hot dog guys aren't keeping cash in the mattresses and what the fuck, right? Yeah, you're done. Uh, I also love Skinder being so excited about having music for the women. Yeah, in his. In his uh, Sexy panic room. Panic, yeah, sexy panic room. <laughs> so good. Well, I tell you what, I feel like Clem's whole of, and I guess that you know, Law Garage is just f- heroically drunk. But like Clem's entire effect, the entire time is like, yeah. I'm going to rob you, and I'm here for that reason only. Yep. And this guy just keeps on going past the flashing <laughs> red lights. And uh, the what? Let me ask you this: Why does Clem ask him if he can still close the door? I was trying to think, like, I I want to say he doesn't want to get, tra- well, he doesn't want to get trapped in there. No, it doesn't make sense. I, I really don't know. I'm trying to think. Because he puts the gun on him when of... he goes for the button. Is it like a, uh, it wouldn't be a call the cops panic button. That doesn't make any sense in that scenario, right? No, is it call his Albanian like brothers to trap him in here? I just think that Clint would kill this guy if he wants to kill this guy. Yeah, and there's obviously a way to get out. You can't really trap him in here right i wouldn't think it is a panic room that you can't get out of yeah i was a little confused about maybe he just wanted him to turn his back so he could put the gun on him maybe i and he knew it's like hey like you know the guy would turn because he's so drunk he's not thinking he'd turn but like uh yeah sometimes this show can be so subtle in what it's doing and and move so quickly that i kind of don't move with it that's fine. And I imagine. I imagine that we will. We that this will all all uh, make sense by hmm. next week. Oh, if yeah. there's something, like I said, it could just be that he wanted him to turn his back so he could pull the gun on him. You know, mm-hmm. always yeah, hard to pull a gun on something in, in, right in someone's face. You know, I think Lim could do it. I don't yeah, think he's probably. got any problems with that. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think Law Garage has got enough neurons firing to. <laughs> to come up with a, no. his his only defense against Clem is come on bro I mean that's uh, his <laughs> I think you need to get the fuck out yeah uh, and then finally Raylan escorts Willa to the plane she pleads with him not to send her home but when Raylan gets a work call about Skinder's place she boards the plane without saying goodbye 
with tears in her eyes, begs her father not to send her away. I'll even She's go very to Graceland with you, Dad. I I really like her in this scene. Yeah, say I say what suspect, you want about some others, but she kind of nails this one. I suspect ninety percent of the reason people don't like her is because of her voice. Yeah, she's doing a little bit of a baby baby voice kind of thing, and I thought that was like, but she's twenty intentional to play. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that yeah. was intentionally trying to play on you know her dad's affection for her and and trying to uh-huh. act like the, his little girl. And that might be the oh, case, but I thought it was like just her trying to get into like a more immature uh, affect. But um, it could be, yeah. yeah if, if you're a twenty year old trying to play fifteen, what do you do, right? A little, and... little, little light and breathy. Uh huh. But uh, the, the the tears feel real in this scene. I I think yeah, she nails that part of it. Uh, and uh, the good. other tragedies, the phone phone goes off yet again, and mm-hmm. it robs Raylan from getting a, a last last hug from her. I'm not sure if he's going to get it from her, but that definitely put the kibosh on it. My question mm-hmm. to you is, how does Willa come back into the plot? Does Clem lose his fucking mind, drive down to Florida, <laughs> Miami, whatever, and like... Because if that happens, I would think that would be something way down in a season. Are we going to have like four or five mm-hmm. episodes where Will is just not even around? And then we might. I mean, as things get complicated with the Albanians, I could see it. Yeah. Because she actually went on walk. She scanned her ticket and walked onto the jetway. I oh, don't think yeah. you can just I don't think you can get like you can't just do a Yui, Right. Like once you get on the plane. Maybe until they like maybe until they wonder... close the door. I mean, there's a lot of things you can't do that Raylan's doing, right? You can't get to a gate without a ticket, but I guarantee what he did is flash his badge. So, oh yeah, there's probably yeah, a lot of federal, federal agent. That... Federal agents probably can do that, but I, but she's yeah. not. Like, you know, I, I don't. Yeah, like, but if I'm, she I'm says to... my father's a marshal and he's in the gate at the gate, and I want to say goodbye to him, maybe, maybe, maybe they know. radio out and see if he's out there. What if there's an air marshal on this flight? Uh, oh that could, yeah, that could coordinate things, but. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wonder uh-huh. if they're going for, like, Will is going to be going away for four episodes, which might not be the worst thing to get, like, let's just let Raylan be Raylan and then bring her in to kind of, like, wrap up this thread at the end. Or if she's going to pull mm-hmm. some Raylan shit where she gives, Tim, you know, like, Raylan giving Tim the slip. Uh, I wonder if she's going to do do that and just, like, you show up in the backseat of Raylan's car next episode. Yeah, all right. Could be. Both of them could be fun. Like getting, getting, you know, we talked about the problems of having, you know, trying to be an action hero with a kid around. Uh, so mm-hmm. just letting Raylan uncork and be Raylan would be fun. Uh, but also, yeah, her, her being a, a, a her railing, 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 railing would be fun too. Yeah. I can see it. Uh, but that's it. That got. is it. Like I said, I apologize. I don't have feedback uh, this week. I just, I just literally physically ran out of time, and we're we're hard up against our schedule today, uh, trying to get a few last minute things fit in. So I will have full feedback to next week. Uh, please send in uh, feedback to justified at boldmove.com and uh, we'll we'll consider it next week. Um, if you would like to find out all the other things we're doing, we're covering foundation, we're covering. Star Trek Strange New Worlds, having a lot of fun with those. Uh, if you want to know what we're going to be doing during the strike, best way to keep up with what we're doing is whatever your favorite social media is, at Bald Move, unless it's TikTok, then it's at Baldest Move. Uh, you will be able to keep up to date with everything we're doing that way. Uh, and if you'd like to support us, um, 
you know, takes some amount of money to keep these bits flowing and the lights on here at Bald Move. Uh, if you'd like to help us out with that, you can go to support.baldmove.com. Of course, you get a lot of stuff for your money, too. You get ad-free feeds, extra bonus audio, video content. Uh, but yeah, it helps me and Jim keep doing what we're doing here. Otherwise, we will see you on the next episode of City Primeval. Until next week, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. <laughs>